0: And welcome back. You're tuned in to the HBCU Nation radio show, and I'm your host, Anthony Ray. Glad to have you join the broadcast today. And joining us for this segment is our good friend and our go to guy in all matters PR and marketing, Eddie Francis. Eddie's award winning media veteran, podcast host, and speaker. And we're going to be talking about a recent blog that he posted in PR and Marketing Higher Ed entitled The Quad and other black shows that keep it real. Why so serious? Eddie, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Anthony.
0: Hey, I'm glad you took the time to uh, pen this particular blog. There's been a lot of controversy and talk and buzz out there on both sides of the issue. Dr. William Harvey, Hampton's president, uh, recently uh, wrote a letter to BET, Expressing his uh, concerns about the Quad. What led you uh, to, to want to pin this particular blog and why was it important to you on a personal note as well as and from overall, you know, uh, your overall professional perspective on why you think that we should take a moment to take a look at all of this and, uh, and get some kind of perspective on what's happening?
1: I think it's important, Anthony, for people to really understand the side of leadership in these issues. Hmm. Um, everybody has opinions about what the leaders should do. Why are they, you know, for instance, with, with the quad, you know, there are those people who said, well, why is he so upset? This is the kind of stuff that really happens at HBCUs. I know of this situation and, and all this other good stuff. And incidentally, we also recently, uh, we also have a conversation that's going on now about HBCU presidents visiting the white house. Right. Why did they do right. that? Why are they going to see? but I think it's important for people to understand why is it that they're doing it? Instead of asking it as a rhetorical question, ask it as a question of intellectual curiosity. So really do want to hear an answer from leadership. Really try to understand their side of this because HBCU presidents, and this is something that I recognize having worked closely with two of them have really hard jobs
0: right and
1: (laughs) and they they have to make some they have to make some really unpopular decisions and one thing that really sent that really seems to draw the ire of black folks is when these hbcu presidents make decisions that they just don't like and so i thought it was important to not even focus on the show, the quad. I mean, because in, 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 in the interest of full disclosure, right. I've never seen the show. Right. So I'm not interested in the show. I'm not interested in the storyline. I'm, I'm not interested in the plot. I'm interested in examining why Dr. Harvey felt it was important to write a three-page letter mm. to be about the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And so uh, why do you think Um, that he felt so strongly about that and, and help us to understand, to see things from his point of view.
1: We can all take the stance of, and I mentioned this in the blog, we can all take the stance of, if you don't like the show, then don't watch it. Exactly.
0: Right. Right. However, Mm -hmm.
1: I think what's important to understand is that an HBCU president has a lot of issues to deal with on a daily basis. If it's not talking about one situation or if not trying to handle one situation, it's another. So if it's not finances that they have to deal with, then they have to deal with enrollment. If they don't want to deal with enrollment, then they have to deal with graduation rates If they have to deal with graduation rates and they have to deal with accreditation issues. And so people might say, well, Eddie, this is what every single college president has to deal with. Mm -hmm. If that's true, every college president has to be concerned about those areas. However, in the case of HBCUs, If an HBCU's enrollment falls by even 1%, it is in the media, they're being dragged up and down the place. If an HBCU, if if, if SACS or any other accrediting agency from around the country, any of the other um, accrediting agencies, if they even say, well, I'd like to see central state work on this issue. Oh that's not that's not just an uh, that's not just a small conversation for h b c u s that's a big conversation that winds up in the news and everybody starts getting worried and everybody's you have to talk people off the ledge so When it comes down to the concerns that these HBCU presidents have, they're not small concerns. Even the smallest concern winds up being the biggest concern once it hits the media. And the big conversation that I think Dr. Harvey really wanted to have um, is let's talk about the actual media exposure and representation of HBCUs here and let's talk about how this affects my job Mm. as a president and that's why I think it's important for people to think about that.
0: Well what do you say to people who say hey listen okay the quad all right"? well you know I don't think that it uh, really is a a story or a a television show that uh, we ought to perceive uh, in a way where these are issues that are consistent among all HBCUs you follow me? And, and then say, went, well, and Dr. Harvey um, is being sort of delusional uh, right. in all of this, what have you. What, what do you say to people who who may have that particular point of view? Well, let me make one thing clear. First of all, I don't think the
1: quad, you know, I think BET is out to destroy black America or I don't think they're out to destroy the representation of HBCUs. I want to make that very clear. I don't want to accuse them of something like that. What they're doing is entertainment. This is this is a show and it's meant to entertain people. And I think that from the side of HBCU presidents, they should at least consider that part of it. Um, But for people who say, and I think your question is, what do people, what do people, what do I say to people who say it's not that big a deal? Well, the first thing I would say is this. Consider. How we have had a running conversation over the past few years in black America that has intensified, and that conversation is about how african Americans are represented in, in media, media and entertainment right, right exactly, okay at large. so that's the first thing i mean you can't you can't go and get upset that black folks aren't being nominated for Oscars and they are being nominated for enough Emmys and enough Golden Globes, and then turn around and say oh i don't see a problem with the quad." Mm. You, you can't say I don't like this reality show, and then turn around and say, "Well, I don't see a problem with the quad." As a matter of fact, I would ha- I would have an issue with anybody who said, if, "Let's let's let's look at Greek life." Anybody in Greek life who says, "Well, I didn't really like sorority sisters, but the quad isn't that big a deal." Mm. Well, see, you're not you're not being consistent, right? Because we are talking about the representations That's of right. our community in mm-hmm. media and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so think of it this way, as opposed to attacking the representation, let's look at where we have celebrated the representation. We have celebrated the representation. We celebrated the representation of HBCUs with a different world. And and since then people have been asking for another version of a different world where there were these positive representations of students who were definitely intellectual you had the nerd and dwayne wayne mm-hmm. but then you had the, you had the proper southern bell right. uh, you know <laughs> right. whitney so we, we we were proud of that we were proud of the representation in school days mm-hmm. because spike lee showed a side of activism and a side of thought a of side of uh, social action that a lot of people didn't realize existed at HBCUs. And then, of course, most recently, we had Hidden Figures. Uh, and with Hidden Figures, I mean, people you know, people are saying, go see Hidden yeah, Figures. Blockbuster, man. I mean, there's Star Wars and everything. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Right. Hidden Figures represents us in a way that we want to be represented. Tell the real story. Tell the truth. And so, let's go back to Dr. Harvey's argument. His argument this whole time isn't necessarily take the quad off TV. Dr. Harvey's argument is we understand that there's scandal at HBCUs, but let's show another side. Let's beef up the scenes of students and classes or let's beef up the scenes of students doing academic work, you know, and, and that's that
0: what he that's what he's arguing. Right. So he's lobbying for a more balanced approach to the whole thing. As you said, you know, hey, let's that, show more of the academic side of the HBCU life.
1: Yeah because in in the letter that he wrote to B.E.T. one of the first things I think it was in his first paragraph that he said that he loved he loved the scene with Jasmine Guy in a classroom full of in a classroom full of students and they were talking about history. Right. And in his letter he alluded to the fact that he basically told B.E.T. well that's the best y'all could do with this show. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um and so when people say the quad isn't that big a deal You can't say that and then turn around and then start arguing with the academy and saying, hey, your representation of African-Americans in entertainment is not fair and it's not accurate. And we want more of a fair representation that shows us as intellects, Mm -hmm. that shows us as social activists, and it shows us as people who move the needle in community uh, service or at least in servant leadership, because Mm -hmm. that what we are really really doing out here we want to see more black ceos mm-hmm. we want to see more uh we want to see more black heroes in movies who are not necessarily action action heroes mm-hmm. but they're problem solvers and, and that's a fair argument and obviously that's what i want to see like anybody else but then you can't turn around and look at the quad and say oh it's not that big a deal
0: right if you're just joining us you tune in to the hbcu nation radio show and i'm your host Anthony Ray, the you joined the broadcast today. And joining us for this segment is our good friend and our go to guy in all matters PR and Marketing, Eddie Francis. Eddie and I are having a discussion about a recent blog that he posted in PR and Marketing, Harry Ed, entitled The Quad and Other Black Shows to Keep It Real. Why so serious? Again, Eddie, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Anthony. Yeah, so when we consider, you know, first that a lot of African Americans uh, and our thoughts about uh, how we are viewed in media and entertainment, and we we ought to be uh, concerned about this. You you alluded to the fact that uh, I think it was last year or so, a couple years or so, when – um, that was uh, concerned about that TV reality show called Sorority Sisters. Remember that? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the kind of backlash and push we got with that, and, and they eventually did they take that off the air? Or what happened with that? What happened with that? Because it's sort of what I'm trying to say is that it's not so much that Dr. Harvey is saying as you said take this off the show. He's just lobbying for the fact that uh, HBCUs or the, or the quad we should say uh, they, they would they would put some more emphasis upon um, depicting as you pointed out the blog, the academic side of HBCU life. Isn't that correct? Yeah,
1: that's exactly what he's saying. He, he's just saying, look, let's just... Uh, he's just saying, based on what he saw from the show, right? that he wants to see more of a balanced, fair representation. Mm-hmm. And now you know we we are a few weeks removed from his letter to BET so right. what had happened on the quad since, since then, then we need to we, we need to be fair about this to the to right. the quad and the people of BET right. right since then we don't know what direction the show has taken and and right. i personally don't know but at the time that he wrote the letter he was saying I want to see more balance in this. You know, one 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 argument that he made in his letter, or one point that he made in his letter, was in the show apparently there's a character who's the band director who seems to have control of the way things go right. um, at the university. And 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 his and his beef with that was if my band director ever came to me <laughs> oh, acting like Ron Hampton, right. he would be gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and that's a sure. that's really that's really yeah. a very good point because right. even in the movie Drumline, right, right, the band directors seem they were they were kind of portrayed that's as people right. sure who really who really run things, sure, and right, and that's not true. Right. That's not true at all. As a matter of yeah. fact, hearing what I've heard about Dr. Harvey himself, right, if you even step to him, right. if you even try to step to him, right. like you run and he doesn't then right. that's the end of your time at hampton it's over and
0: probably in the age of your nation overall <laughs> the whole <Come> on. academy <laughs> Come on. he's ever he's had it very revered he's been this since 1978 he's coming up on 40 years here exactly exactly and, and i think
1: i think people should pay attention to the fact that you're hearing this from th- this is something that people need to pay attention to that's right Mm-hmm. You're not hearing this from somebody who was in one year and out the other year. Exactly. You're hearing this from an HBCU president mm-hmm. who took his university right. from the Hampton Institute that had some significant issues right. to Hampton University, one of the premier institutions yes. of higher learning in the country. In the country exactly. Not in not in HBCU land. In higher the education, exactly. That's so a, that's a good point. You're, you're you're hearing this from somebody who has skin in the higher education game overall, and who is a very highly respected leader. So he deserves that respect before people sit there and say, "Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about." Ah, you you need to revisit that opinion if you're going to say that about Dr. Harvey. This man, I mean, along with Dr. Harvey, you had Dr. Norman Francis, uh, and you have some other HBCU leaders who have been in place doing a very good job with their institutions. He does. He does he deserves that respect and and i think one of the other things that he you know i think one of the other concerns that he might have that is a concern of mine um also when people say yeah this isn't that big a deal you you have to remember and this is a very inconvenient truth as i mentioned in my blog african-american youth are impressionable they're very impressionable and We can sit there and say, well, some kid going to, you know, some kid going to University of Virginia wouldn't be that impressionable. Well, a kid going to UVA and a kid going to the HBCU are two totally different types of students. And so we have to pay attention to our backyard. Our backyard, we have students who are really wanting to know if they can go to Georgia A&M. Right. A fixed school <laughs> Right, I remember when Drummond came out. Right, always asked me, Ooh, how can I apply to Atlanta a right. <laughs> right. and And I remember you know, having recruited, having being a recruiter for an HBCU. It was work, Anthony. That was so much work. And it was a lot of work to get students to understand that there was more to these colleges and universities than bands. The band, the drum line,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly.
1: I, I would straight up ask students, there were students who came to me, when I recruited for Paul Quinn, students who came to me and literally said, I cannot go to a school that just got rid of his football team. Mm, mm, mm. I would look at this student, it would be like a 102 pound young lady, and I'm asking her, oh my God. were you looking for you a football <laughs> You know, I mean, right. I, I know that young ladies are playing football. I get that, but what I'm saying is, I would just look at her and go, "Okay, are you, do you have some kind of talent that I need to know about? Mm, 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 I can refer you to a school with a football program." She goes, right. "No, I, I <laughs> no, I don't." <laughs> okay, well, if you're not trying to get a football scholarship, then why are you concerned? Why are you so concerned the school has a football team? And and, and there were students who there were students who I would talk to about oh. academics. Our young black students tune me out because they felt it was a boring conversation to talk about academics as opposed to life outside of the classroom. And I swear to you, I'm not lying. As my dad used to say, if I'm lying, I'm lying. There, that we, our, Af- our young African American students need to be introduced to more robust conversations about academic opportunities by way of HBCUs and how that can improve their career opportunities. And and so our youth being impressionable is a real concern when it comes to looking at shows that, quote, unquote, keep it real, you know, like the quad. And that's another part of the conversation that needs a lot more balance, not attacking the quad, but just saying, hey, listen, let's 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 consider some of the people who are going to look at this show and get false impressions of what life at an h b
0: c u was like that goes to the whole point that you're making in the larger sense you know about um African American students or African Americans in general and about our representations in media and entertainment the impact that it has when we look at this and we think about it's been i it's been like a paradigm shift for the last ten years or so. Uh, in media, entertainment, even in higher ed, in regards to our larger culture, if you will, that a lot of things have changed, you know, and and, and we're watching things evolve almost every day and the impact that's having on millennials who uh, actually are our next generation of leaders, if you will. Can you imagine when we look at it in a larger, broader context, why it is important that we, uh, as Dr. Harvey points out, and as you also share in in your blog, that we need to make sure we have a, a more balanced approach to what we're seeing and what's going on because we get caught up in this reality TV culture and folks start looking at life that way. And so it is important, as you said, that we take this uh seriously to take a look at that and and and, and this letter that was written by dr Harvey. also believe that dr leslie baskerfield with naffel is also she also wrote a letter to ask them to get consideration to to approaching this with with a more, uh, more balanced uh perspective
1: yeah and, and you know and one of one of the things that I, I think people should really consider also is that um when it comes down to media and entertainment at the end of the day the executives, the producers, the directors, the actors, they just want to do one thing. They want people to watch their shows, and they want to introduce topics that are nice and hot and saucy, and and, 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 and that's all that they're going for, and... Yeah. You know, one of the things I understand is that uh, this show, actually, the, the 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 writers or the producers, uh, from what I understand, are the writers or directors, and I believe a couple of the actors are HBCU alums themselves. And so I don't, I mean, obviously, we, they're not out to destroy sure, the heritage right, right. and the image and of the institution, that, right. exactly. But they they definitely are out to get some viewers, and they're definitely out put out some entertaining stories. Uh, and and so um, I I think people need to also consider that what Dr. Harvey is responding to is he's he's responding to to something I also see, I I believe. And I think that if we could have a conversation, he and I may agree that you have to ask you, you have to ask yourself a question in a a community as unique as black America. Because I think we need to realize that we are a unique community. When do we draw the line? when we say we're willing to sacrifice something all for the sake of getting more viewers or listeners. This was my, this was, well, let me, me, from a personal point of view, I used to work in radio. I used to work in hip hop radio. And the question I used to ask myself all the time in the nineties was, when is enough enough? When are we going to get enough of hearing gangster rap? When are we going to hear enough? When are we going to get enough of hearing music that honestly is really just, in some cases, it's just terrible. When are we going to get enough of that? And when are we going to demand that we hear music that, fills our intellect a little bit more or at least fills our spirits more in a positive way or at least music that um music that that really kind of sparks some real emotional intelligence within us what are we going to get that because we went from the 70s when people were talking about in LTD love togetherness and devotion people were talking about love and togetherness and devotion and heritage and they were talking about so to the 90s when right. it was killed kill, oh kill blah, yeah, blah,
0: blah. yeah cash money right Mm -hmm. you know everything
1: everything was you know i make the most money and and everything back then if you were somebody who had a very solid mentality you heard stuff like gangster rap or you heard stuff like the rapper street stuff and you said to yourself okay well that's just music and you know i like it and that's cool but i'm not trying to live this however there were people who were younger than us who were trying to live it and so I think the, those, are, so I think those are cultural questions that 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 I think those are cultural concerns that people like Dr. Harvey have, because what they're saying is we have these kids who come to our universities, and, and as Dr. Walter Kimbrell told me once, he's everybody's daddy. So you you. you... You have these kids who come to your institution, and and I and I felt that way even as a PR director, I felt like I was a public kids daddy. And you have these kids who come and they have these distinct needs: kids who have never been outside of their neighborhoods, kids who are the fir- who are first generation college students. You throw them into this social blender called college, and they have to kind of figure things out, and. You have to help them figure these things out, and so we're, we're, what we're talking about is we're talking about once again an impressionable audience who's being exposed to a really uh, who's being exposed to a certain type of entertainment right and then it gets to the school and it's sitting going, "Hey, this is the president of the school hey do you ha- are you having an affair with anybody I mean mm. oh
0: my god yeah i mean really this is this is this is really serious stuff. And, yeah, it uh, is. And, and and you're right. You, you alluded back to the fact that how we saw, and that's what I was trying to talk about earlier also, how we watch a paradigm shift almost just in a larger culture. And we have to be careful about this thing because, you know, somebody has to say, Hey, listen, all right, there's some things you, you prefer to draw on the line. There's some things that we need not compromise on and be careful and, and be watchful. And uh, you put out in your blog that uh, we need to shield these students um, from um, being these negative characterizations that we see coming through media entertainment uh, if you will, and so when it shows up at higher education we got, these are the future leaders, if you will of the larger culture, so there is a need to make sure that we speak out and we say things now to, so that we may be able to uh, impact. What's happening in media? What's happening in entertainment? And what's happening on uh, our college campuses? And I'm sure you agree with that.
1: And but you know, the one part I would disagree with is not necessarily shield them from this, but not, but but to show them how to expand the conversation, and and to help them with critical analysis of this sort of thing i would love to walk into a classroom i would love to do this i would love to walk into a high school classroom and show students an episode of the quad or maybe two episodes and have a real focus group discussion with them just to get an idea of what their impressions are and if they and what they feel um you know what they feel could be improved about the show, or at least what they well how how, how the show leads them to think about HBCUs, and, and and I would be very interested to do something like that because I think that and and I'm pretty sure that there is some teacher at some high school in the hood right now who is doing that sort of thing, um, and if if there is a teacher doing that, please step up because I would love to talk to you. Absolutely,
0: up. absolutely.
1: And, and as somebody who has a degree in broadcast productions, as someone who's worked in television, as someone who's worked in radio. Um, and as know, a
0: PR director at HBCU. Yeah, and, as, right. and, and
1: as a PR director at an HBCU, I see, I see the convergence of all of these issues. Um, and, and that is Dr. Harvey's concern. His concern is, can we please do something to just balance out this these storylines? So that we do have um, some representation of HBCUs that says, "Okay, yeah, we all know that there are scandals. Scandals happen. By the way, scandals happen in every college and university. However, I want to see more of a representation of a very thoughtful student who is who is whose 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 journey is being guided." by his or her studies. I wanna see representation of a faculty member who is a real representation of of HBCU faculty members. And that would be the faculty member who will go to the wall to make sure that his or her students are taken care of in the classroom and to make sure that that they see that student through the graduation. You know, and, and so I think that is the kind of conversation that Dr. Harvey was attempting to spark. Um, by sending his letter to BET, so that people can enjoy the entertainment in two ways. They can get the saucy side of it, but then they can also get the thought-provoking side of it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. The Quad, in other black shows, they keep it real. Why so serious, Eddie Francis, our good friend and our go-to guy. And I'm at PRN Marketing. You can read this particular blog at PR and marketing and the blog at i Or visit Eddie's website at eddiefranciss.com. Hey, Eddie, as always, man, great speaking with you. And thank you for all that you do, man, on behalf of advocating, on behalf of HBCUs.
1: You got it. Thanks a lot, Anthony. Enjoy the time. And, enjoy, and thank you for having me back on. Okay, take care, buddy. Take all care. right, then. Bye-bye.